love riding my bike. I love running. I don't care what they think about it. I love it. At that point, when I knew I was going to win, chills just went up and down my entire body. I don't believe there are any good or bad foods. Food is food. I still feel so passionate about getting that record that I'm like, I'm just going to do it. As an athlete, I was like, what's my story or what's your story? What can you learn from it? And what can you teach people? Hi, and welcome to another week of the Iron Women podcast. I am Alyssa Gadeski, one of your co-hosts here with Haley Chura. And Haley, how's it been going in Bozeman this week? Alyssa, it is very cold and very snowy in Bozeman this week. I I looked at the weather this week because I'm pretty good at running outside, even when it's really cold. But I looked at the weather and I was like, wait a second, is this right? Like I was looking, you know, I look at the lows and I'm like, wait, negative 27 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh I'm my like, gosh. Is that right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the highs, it's like, wait, negative seven is a high <laughs> Fahrenheit. Oh, like we're talking Fahrenheit. Man. I don't even, I should know my Celsius um, conversions here, but just know it's cold. It's cold in Celsius or it's Fahrenheit. We also got a lot of snow today. I actually um shoveled like the sidewalk in front of my condo twice today and one of my neighbors did it once so it got shoveled three times today and but I think the snow oh is gosh. kind of done it is beautiful it's so beautiful and today wasn't as cold I think it was like seven degrees Fahrenheit when I was out shoveling snow which wasn't terrible but 22 below 27 below I I I stick to the treadmill for that <laughs> How are you? How's Virginia? Those are the days where you're very happy to have that the garage setup that you have, I'm sure. Um, Virginia is good, but definitely not that cold. We've had we did have some we got a little bit of snow yesterday. It was um, maybe an inch and it was all gone before like within two hours. The it like turned to rain and all washed away, basically. So um, not a lot of weather news, I guess, going on here in Virginia. Not a lot of news in general. Things are just kind of trucking along, I think, in pandemic life and um the Super Bowl was this past weekend. I made I made actually some if people are I post about this a lot on my Instagram, the recipes I've been doing from Emma Coburn's cookbook, The Runner's Kitchen. And I'm a big fan of the Pop-Tarts. I make the Pop-Tarts almost on a weekly basis. I've done the banana muffins, which are really, really good. I definitely recommend those. I've done the best friend bolognese, bolognese <laughs> um, the carb carbonara. I've done like a lot of these recipes. And the veggie chili, Haley, is like one of my new obsessions. It's a really, really good chili recipe. And so I made that yesterday for for the Super Bowl because chili seemed like a good Super Bowl meal. That is. That's I didn't even good. watch the game, but I ate the, ch- <laughs> I ate the chili. I watched part of the game. And I will say, um, I mean, I used to host like a pretty big Super Bowl party, a cycling party. Like we would all ride trainers and watch the Super Bowl. And it started when the Falcons were in the Super Bowl because I think that was like the one time I was a fan of like a team in the Super Bowl. But um, and it is kind of weird now to like not have anything going on. And I wasn't watching much of the game, but I did see that. Um, I, I saw the ad with Jessica Long, the Paralympian, Paralympic swimmer, and I was like tearing up. I thought that was just, I, it was cool to see a swimmer. Like it was cool to see a swimmer on a Super Bowl ad. And then it was just, it was a cool ad. So that was my favorite. 
Yeah, that was good. I We had the game on. I just wasn't actively watching it. But I did get to catch a few of the commercials. So I did see that Toyota commercial, which was probably, I think, everyone's favorite. Um, and I don't nothing else is really standing out to me. But I think people were just talking about that one so much today, too. It's like, that's definitely a favorite. Yeah. And then there was a, a woman official and two woman coaches on the Buccaneers. And so that's kind of a cool stat. I mean, I know it's like small, small things, small steps, but I still think they were celebrating and it made the game a little bit more interesting. But again, going back to the party, like I usually would have my friend Steph who would come over and who would explain what was going on in the game to me. And without Steph, I was like, I have no idea what's happening. I know this is terrible. I went to the University of Georgia. I went to a lot of football games, but that doesn't mean I understand all the rules. And to be fair, do you think any of those football players understand the rules of triathlon? No, no Well, way. exactly. So I don't, don't feel that bad about it. <laughs> like they'd be like a 20 meter draft rule what's that <laughs> we should well no that definitely no one would enjoy watching football players try and like figure out the rules of triathlon but it would be funny to see just kind of that unfold at some level yeah well that's like I mean I guess a lot of the questions we get are like is a triathlon like swim bike run like are you know they're not they don't usually pick swim bike run but that's okay I understand niche sport we uh we would love to have the problems that like you know just of like oh <laughs> too much true. media too much media attention <laughs> like um like uh oh how how do we pick who's gonna advertise when there's so many ads and they like we have to make very very like creative ads with um heartfelt stories for our for Kona like and they're not just like you know everyone's watching I guess it kind of happens but not quite on the same scale but anyway fun times good food um anything else happening in uh Culpepper not too much Haley but speaking of like ads and Super Bowl and you know we are super grateful for the companies that we do have supporting us here at the podcast and who support triathlon and who support women in triathlon and we would like to give our sponsor shout out this week to Form Swim. And Form Swim has the goggles that have the display units in the eye gaskets for you to be watching while you swim. They have all sorts of metrics that, you know, will just be right in front of you um, that you can see during your set. And Haley, there's been a new um, update so that now your Form Swim goggles have like a swim spa setting, which I really actually wish um was around last summer this is like revolutionary for people who have swim spas but also for people like myself who have limited pool access at times and might tether themselves to the side of the pool so that they can swim in tiny pools like I do from time to time and now I'll be able to use my form swim goggles in the swim spa setting uh appropriately so I'm I'm pretty excited about that that's probably when you want metrics more than ever. It's like it's like if you can imagine running on a treadmill with no metrics, that would be or riding a trainer with I guess you could ride a trainer with no metrics. You just like go harder, go easier. I mean, it'd be the same thing, but it's really nice to have some metrics. So cool new um, feature there. I have one other thing I kind of wanted to give a shout out to. This is not an official sponsor, but I think, you know, a year and a couple months ago, we had Jordan Marie brings three white horses, Daniel on the show, and she is um, putting on the running on native lands, like 5k, 10k and half marathon this week. And I'm going, I'm planning to run. Um, it's through her rising hearts, uh, organization. And, um, one of their goals is to bring visibility to land acknowledgements. And so I did actually look up what, like the indigenous tribes that originally lived 
on the land around Bozeman. And I found out it was like the Cheyenne, the Salish Kootenai, and the Absoloke or Crow um, tribes that were around my area. And so I'm hopeful this week I'm going to run the 5K. Um, but it might be on a treadmill <laughs> or it might be on very, very cold temperatures in the snow, but it is kind of, I, I mean, I love what Jordan's doing and I admire her as an athlete and as an activist. And so I'm kind of looking forward to that. And I have a couple other athletes who are running and actually for my parents, they did it last weekend. My parents did it last weekend, which was, it, you have like a week to put it, get it in. And that was probably smart. I like did not look at the weather and now I'm like, oops. <laughs> But a treadmill 5K sounds like something I would enjoy hearing a lot about next week. So secretly, maybe I hope that you get to figure out what that's like. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I I mean, it's the, this is the joy of pandemic times and the flexibility that we have in virtual racing where it's like, do I feel like doing it today? Nah. Do I feel like doing it tomorrow? Do I feel like doing it inside? Do I feel like doing it outside? I don't know. I mean, it's like wonderful. Make your own adventure. So we'll see what happens. And Haley, one other exciting thing that happened this week was the press conference for Live Feisty where they announced the women's, the Feisty Women's Performance Summit that is happening in March. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? Oh, yeah. This is, um, as I, my first question about this was the Feisty Women Performance Summit. How does this differ from the Outspoken Summit? And I was told it, it's, the Feisty Women's Performance Summit is more about performance, it's about physiology, it's working about it's about working with your hormones, training through pregnancy, training through menopause. So it's a little bit more performance focused than I think the social kind of focus of the Outspoken Summit. So different, different, but um, well, I guess a little bit similar. This is a virtual summit. And again, those dates are March 26th through 28th. It costs $150 to join and it'll all be virtual and um, all the details are coming out. We don't have them all yet. Who's going to be speaking and all the, the details on that, but check out livefeisty.com, livefeisty.com, check out the social media. And I'm sure the press conference, I believe if you missed it, it was this past Tuesday, but I believe it will be on the Live Feisty YouTube channel. So if you did want to watch that um, and, and get all the details that we don't quite have yet. And Haley, our mailbag is, a, it needs a little love this week. So if people have uh, questions they'd like to send in, now would be the, the week to do it. Let's get our mailbag filled back up again. So it's ironwomenpodcast at gmail.com, ironwomenpodcast at gmail.com, ironwomenpodcast at gmail.com. Send us in your questions. And Alyssa, we have an interview this week. Um, this is a perennial fan favorite. Do you want to introduce our guest today? Yes. Haley, not only is she a fan favorite, I would call her like an OKP, an original key player of our podcast here. Um, Meredith Kessler has been on the show a couple other times. Um, she has over a dozen wins in iron distance triathlon, so she knows her way around the long distance triathlon racing. But And she found actually a, a way to get in some races in 2020. So we talked to her a little bit about that. But she also talks to us about everything else that has been going on in this offseason and getting ready for Challenge Miami coming up a little bit. Meredith happens to be, I swear, one of the busiest women in triathlon. But it's always a pleasure when she's willing to like hop off her, her bike, finish up that Zwift race, and sit down and talk to us. And that is exactly what she did this week. And we are super grateful. So uh, I think you guys will enjoy hearing from Meredith coming up next. Hey, feisty folks. 
Jamila here, the Feisty Team Community Innovator. In June of 2020, we launched the Feisty Team to help you all stay feisty no matter what the year threw your way. Over the last six months, we've come together as a team to try and make the world a feistier place and connect with other like-minded friends in triathlon and endurance sports. We meet every month and bring in experts that can help us on the path to building feistiness in ourselves and others and create meaningful change in our sport and community. The monthly subscription is only $22 and you'll get monthly feisty huddles and webinars with expert guests, big sponsor discounts, swag and monthly prizes, challenges to stay motivated, a community of feisty like-minded friends. Plus we are adding new initiatives all the time, like our new book club and virtual workouts. Go to feistyteam.com to join us and become a part of the feistiest team in endurance sports so we can crush 2021 together. That is feistyteam.com. We know many of you are working with limited pool time and schedules these days. Thanks, COVID. Is it over yet, Haley? No, I think we still have a ways to go, but we do recommend our listeners check out Form Swim Goggles. These goggles have a smart display so you can see the metrics you need in the moment. They even can show distance in open water swimming now. It's a great way to enhance your swim and maximize that limited time. Head to formswim.com to get your hands on these innovative goggles and make the most of the swim time you have. Hi, Meredith. Welcome back to the Iron Women podcast. Thank you, ladies. You know, it's a pleasure to get to talk to you both. So thanks for having me. So for any of our newer listeners out there, we definitely recommend going back into the archives to hear our past episodes with Meredith. They give a lot more of her background. And today we're going to be focusing on kind of the current, more recent stuff. And with Meredith, there is always plenty going on because she (laughs) hustles like no one else out on the Ironman circuit. And that is, after all, how you end up with, okay, Meredith, you're going to have to help me because I was writing this out and I was like, I think she's done more than 68. I don't know if she's done more than 69. Has she done more than 70? Where are we now? Right. I will. I was really looking forward to Ironman New Zealand being 70. But obviously, we can't get there, right? Like last year? Yes. Um, so now, well, I'm, I'm registered for Tulsa. So maybe that will be 70. Who knows? We don't know, right? No one knows. Oh, man. But okay, so you are stuck at 69 for right now. And that one did come more recently than most of us have been racing Iron Distance, right? So this past November, you had Ironman Florida. And then and you had actually joined me in 20... What year are we now? 2021. So in 2020, we got to race Ironman New Zealand together, which was kind of like, you know, the last race to happen before the pandemic just shut the world down. And so I think you might be the only pro who got to do both of those last year, making you like the most raced full distance pro for 2020. So congratulations on that. Thank you. (laughs) I'm just like a squirrel trying to get a nut. It's like I saw that pocket. I wasn't preparing for an Ironman, by the way, obviously. And and no offense to, to Ironman Florida, but that's my least favorite race. That's not a course that suits me. 
It's salt water. You guys know it makes me sick. And I, I did get sick on the bike. And I'm sorry, I biked a 447 and I got my butt kicked on the bike. You know what I mean? Like, that's where we're going. I ran a 3-0, whatever, and just was happy to get third, right? Make a little money. Uh, so four races, yes, in 2020, two of which were a full Ironman. So I got lucky getting number 68 and 69. And I don't use the word luck that much. We create our own luck. But I was lucky to get in... Um, Ironman Florida, knowing that Challenge Daytona, which we can talk about, that was the main focus, which was going to be December 6th. And I, I was really prepping for that. And I knew I had enough time when Arizona canceled. It was only two weeks before Daytona and Florida was four or five weeks. So that gave a little more time to like get these old legs to recover and be ready to do speed work. So alas, uh, so it got to get Challenge Wanaka, to get um, Ironman New Zealand, and then I am a promiscuous Swift racer, so I raced all through quarantine, and then yes, I got I got a little PTO race in Indiana, Olympic distance, and then I went to Ironman for uh, Florida, and then things kind of went a little south uh, in in end of November, and we can talk about that, and then things have been on the rise since, so that's good. And I do want to dig in a little bit more to those full distances because I think you might be not tooting your own horn quite enough with Florida because so you went from the 856, a second place in New Zealand to an 859, a third place in Florida, where you said you kind of weren't really planning to do that quite as much. Right. So you clearly did do a great job of maintaining fitness through a pandemic year. It sounds like, though just like all of us, right? We never really quite had a set plan or set structure and things like that. So, you know, on a high level, what were you kind of doing like month to month through 2020? Were you just trying to stay as race ready as possible? Yeah. And, and I'm not saying this, this is not the right thing. People, we would disagree on this is, um, and maybe I don't have the courage to do this, but I don't have the courage to ever really get unfit, to be honest. I never have. That said, I'm also not going to be your person to put in 30, 40 hour weeks of training. I have a kid, um, you know, our brand is balance and uh, I really, really hone in on that. I drink wine. I like Oreos, like whatever, whatever. But I've always, you know, had that motto, like happy uh, human is a happy and successful racer. And I parlayed that into my 2020 training. Uh, that said, you guys, is that I, I don't have the, like I, 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 I go with the flow. Like if I feel crappy, all right, I'll go lighter. And I tell my coaches A, B, and C, you know, or whatnot. But I, I don't have the courage to get um, so unfit that I can't race. I guess what I'm telling you is I always want to be able to say, I don't know, two weeks out to an Ironman that I can drop in an Ironman at any time. And yeah, that's that's the 42-year-old racing. I wish I could tell you I would have hit 70, but I've DNF five Ironman, right? So essentially I'd be in the mid, almost in the mid-70s, but I'm not counting those five DNFs, so I'm still at 69. Um, but yeah, having that muscle memory is key, and that's what got me through Florida. First of all, Florida is not a champion's course. And I don't mean to take away from the champions. I don't mean it like that. But it's just it's a flat and fast course. It's not a St. George. It's not a Whistler. It's not a Penticton. It's 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 you can get away with a lot there. And I got away with a lot. My biggest thing there was going to be that choppy salt water. And I was trying to use that as practice, knowing that Kona wasn't going to happen. You know, I've qualified for Kona now three times in twice in 2020. 20, um, 20 and once in 2019. So um, 
I'm going to prepare properly for it in 2022. And that's what I was doing is trying to figure out my saltwater issues and why I get so ill and how can I not walk the Queen K for the 50th year in a row. Um, so that's still going to be a project of mine going into 2021. But um, that was good for me in Florida, right? I meaning I was was ill, but I was able to navigate through it and do like the, use the tools that I've used the past you know few months getting ready for Kona, what we thought was going to be Kona 2020. And so it was great. I was like, gosh, I wasn't sick as long and I could still build the power um, and I could still bike a 447 and not a 520 when I'm ill in Kona. And I could still run off the bike in the wind and heat and be like have a reasonable race, especially having not really, you don't want to say prepared. Like I said, I always want to be race ready. Ironman distance, 70.3 distance. So, uh, Olympic distance even now, um, Zwift racing distance. So I'm kind of just like, Squirrel trying to get a nut in all distances right now and, and relying a lot in Ironman distance. And I will do the same for if, if I get to race Tulsa on my muscle memory, because guys, at the end of the day, I'm, I'll be 43 in June. And uh, I, I recognize that. And it, it, again, I know age is just a number. I'm the first one to tell you that. Freak, look at Tom Brady in the Super Bowl last night. Like he's 43, freaking crushed it. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you can't defy science. You have to be smart. So me training, me training 30, 40 hours a week never worked when I was 25 or 30. Well, it's sure as hell not going to work at, at, you know, 42. So I have to really hone into that and I do better with intensity racing that drizzles into my longer distance racing. Can I ask about the salt water issue? Is that seasickness? Hills, I just don't know. It's um no, because I don't feel it could be. And then I'm like, all right, do I take a Dramamine? Do I like see on Global Dro? Does Dramamine okay? Do I take a, I, I, people have been giving me suggestions. I've been drinking like sparkling water coming out of T1, trying to get the bubbles out. I just have this, like I thought it was mercury poisoning. I got tested and I had mercury poisoning. This is several years ago. And I went through the collation process to get all the mercury. I didn't eat fish for two years, yada, yada, boring, boring. Well, it wasn't that because the same thing happened the next year. So it's just figuring that out and why I get, like I end up barfing 12 pounds of salt water out of myself on the Queen K and the bike. And then I'm just like a skeleton and ill goth vampire that nobody wants to race next to. So then it's just like trying to get to the finish. However, if that takes me 12 hours, 14 hours, whatever. And it's funny, the year I got seventh, I look back at pictures of that and um, I was so ill. And by the way, that, that seventh performance nowadays would get me like 26. You know what I mean? Like the, the level has risen. I'm just saying at that time, getting seventh, that was an amazing thing for me. I still was very ill. I just could get away with it more back then. Now you got to be 100% all cylinders firing feeling great, no barfing, everything's on point, manage the heat. Um, I, it's still a code, as they say, that I haven't been able to crack. And look, I'm not trying to like devalue myself, but I'm never going to win Kona. <laughs> like, I, I just want to like shut that out there. I'm, I'm not, that's not my goal. My goal is to finish Kona with gusto and like that, like, like finish like the athlete like I've started as. And that's what I've always said about Kona, especially the last decade. I, I think you're not giving yourself enough credit for that seventh. I still think that was a very incredible performance. And I struggle with, with, um, seasickness a lot in open water swims. And 
Um, it sounds like our issues are very different because I can get seasick like even in a pool, but mine is carbs, like eating like a lot of bread right before. <laughs> so I don't know. That if, helps sounds you? like you've tried. Yeah, it helps me a lot. Yeah. If I like, if I swim on an empty stomach, I'm like in trouble. Like, Interesting. I, but I do get how debilitating yeah. it can be because I'm like, I have yeah. been out, especially if I'm dehydrated, like the day after a race, I have been out like in Kona and thought I was not going to make it to shore. Like I was like, this is how it ends. It's the worst feeling. You're like, what? For, I, for I the record, that's how every single swim in Kona feels for me <laughs> when I'm like, because inevitably Hillary's like, oh, let's just go for a swim. And then like three hours later, I'm like, and this is how they never saw Alyssa again. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I've tried to just staying in the pack, like relaxing. You know me, I, I hate being, I don't want to be like a drafter. And I don't touch feet. I'll swim like cross arms just so I don't touch feet but I even even tried like just stay in a pack just stay safe in a little bubble don't do much work because you get ill when you do that and even the Euros first out of the water in Kona I was my race was that was my own that's the only thing I did well um because I I don't even think I finished that one or if I did it was in like 14 hours and I was walking the on you know the Queen K (laughs) Queen K, she doesn't like me much. Yeah, uh, she she doesn't like me either. So I'm right there with you. But um, no, Meredith, you're always a wealth of information. But you you alluded to Daytona and right. kind of some some rough times in November. Can you tell us more of what happened? Sure. Um, and it's funny. I haven't. There's no reason for me having not posted about it. Honestly, I just got home from that, and then that this happened, and then the holidays came, and I was on the rise, and then I just was like. There's also a shame factor, which I'll talk about, um, especially on the West Coast, and, and I'll get into that in a minute. I'm in Ohio, where it's Ohio's a little different, and I can I can tell you that dynamic. And Hillary and I have talked about this quite a bit. The point I'm saying is, so I got home from Ironman, Florida, all was well, um, recovered well from that race, like got into Daytona training, everything was cool, and then I got COVID. Okay, and when you say those words, you're like, I got COVID. I've been in the same bubble. We have our neighborhood little country club in Ohio. Literally, I go to the grocery store, to my my club to train or home. My husband, who literally does not leave the house and generally doesn't even like people, was positive. So like, and you know, and so here, what happened is it seeped into our small bubble. Um, you know, Mac is now three. Um, and he has his two friends that were, you know, we were like, you know, everyone talks about this quarantine bubble. That's great. It's true. You try to be safe. But my opinion is if you leave the house, right, we're all at risk for getting COVID. It's a contagious situation. Um, you can be as careful. You can wear as many masks as you want and stay six feet and be socially distant. But I could have picked it up at the grocery. We, the beauty about my little circle that got it, cause it was basically Max, two friends and their three friends and their parents and, and Aaron and I. So it was our little bubble. Thankfully, my parents and Aaron's parents were fine. The other parts of my bubble, like I swim with my 20 year old son. This guy has literally, he's my like second son. He's my good friend's son. He's 20. He literally has done 20 negative COVID tests. He swims for Oakland University in Michigan. And every time he, I, I say bye to him to go to college, I'm like, see you in a couple days. Cause like a roommate will get it. And like they have to quarantine and I swim with him. And I'll be honest, I thought it was my period. I was like, my back hurt. I wasn't like, I was like, God, this is a really extra bad period. And I get horrible periods, but I was like, this is like on the newest level of awful. And I hugged him that day with our masks on, but he was like part of my bubble. And he was negative, by the way, but like, 
the hardest part of me getting COVID was forget that I have COVID. It was that um, calling the people like uh, my COVID bubble that we all got it. No one blamed each other. They were like, are you okay? Because all the mom, all the, the dads were all fine, which is annoying, right? The moms were all goth vampires. Like we were just like, I was, I had the chills, aches. I woke up sweaty. I did the third Zwift race on my peak moment of COVID, which she could talk about, just cause I was like in the money and I only had to like suffer for 12 minutes at a time. But I, and then I had to interview and I never even told Matt Lieto this. This is like a week and a half before Daytona, which I knew there was no way I was gonna be able to go to Daytona. But um, I, I had, I interviewed with him after and I was so ill. And as soon as I pressed leave meeting, I just like passed out on the ground. My point is my husband and my son were, were they, they didn't have one symptom. Okay. The other parts of my bubble were negative. We didn't see anyone. We served our time. We didn't see anyone for whatever, two weeks. And it's kind of scandalous when you go out for the first time. I, I brought in one of my athletes, Stephanie, who is a doctor in this and on the front line. And she went through it with my parents. She, she even has gone through it with my friends that I just link her up. And it's such a nice thing. I need to give her free coaching for like six months. Um, but literally she sat with them and said, this is the protocol. This is what you do. And don't feel shame because a lot, this goes to my California friends that are starting to like, if they get it, it's like they tell their peers. And in Ohio, we tell our peers and they're like, are you okay? Or, or we go and we're like, have you had it yet? Is your family okay? Like, is, is everyone healthy? And in California, it's like, if you get it, you're put in this box and they don't go near you for months, you know? And that's just, that's hard for some people to handle emotionally, especially at, at now that we're almost a year into this. Um, so I'm very thankful the environment here wasn't like that. That said, um, if you can believe this, even though I, I had COVID, uh, I was sick probably 11:20 of November to 11:30 of November. Daytona was December 6th, and of course, as an athlete, you never want to rule it out, right? You don't. You want to be like, I have been preparing for this for now 10 months. Like this is the race. It's the biggest money purse, and like I'm ready to go. Um, and then that happened. Sick, goth, vampire, and then. I was worried I, um, you had to have, understandably, a positive test, or rather a negative test when going to Florida. Surprisingly, a week and a half later, I, I did test negative. My husband, again, never leaves the house, he was still positive. Because see, you can have it, even though you're over, the, an the antibodies are in you, you're over it, you can still test positive. Again, people aren't educated and I get that. I wasn't either until it happened to me and now I am. And now my job and my role and my duty that I relish in is helping others get through it because I've been there. I know it's it's terrible. We don't wish it on anyone. Just be thankful we're healthy 42 year olds and we got through it because we don't want that to happen to our 70 plus year old parents, right? Or anyone, of course, I'm just saying. Um, but getting back to that is I could have, I was worried if I got on a, A, I was only at 40% guys. That wouldn't have been good. And then I was worried I'd test positive on a new test once I got to Daytona. So it was just, it made no sense for me to go. And then I was worried about the shame. Oh, because I wasn't going to, yeah, I had COVID. I'm okay now. I served my quarantine and stuff, but it would have just been too much. So I, I sat that one out because I think my mother also would have had a cardiac arrest. She was like, you cannot get on a plane. She was already so upset that I, you know, had it. And she, you know, mom, parents worry. We know that. Um. So I did not go and I was, that's unfortunate, but um, I am very lucky because I didn't have the, you know, it wasn't great. Like the rise back didn't come overnight. Like it took time. I mean, I was running 
five minutes slower per mile for a while, just getting stamina back. And then um, that's where I rely on Zwift racing. That finally got me, whipped me right back into, into, you know, the shape I was. So that's good. Now I can get ready for my, now I'm ready for Miami. So, and that's March 12th. So are you feeling 100% now? That went on forever, you guys. I'm sorry. That went on too long. But now you got my whole COVID story, which I have not literally shared with anyone. No, no we're, we're happy to have this breaking news. And I have to say that you had me at the beginning because I was, I think every month for the last year, it's like I go through a couple days where I'm like, I either have COVID or I'm about to get my period. Like I no longer need the app because I'm like, this is like the time where I panic that I have COVID or it's like my period's coming. So it is weird the like, yeah, how it can play with your mind there. Um, you know, I have to ask you. Or you to, cough. You cough. You're right. like, oh, I have COVID. You know, or if someone else sees you cough, they're like, oh, they have COVID. It's terrible. But I mean, I get it. People are scared. I get it. Sorry. Go ahead. Were you concerned at all, like hearing that you were racing Zwift and things like that? I mean, obviously, we all see on the news, like the heart problems and stuff that can go along with it. Did you like talk to a doctor at all? Or did you have guidance there? Or were you just like, you know, I, I know my body and I feel like this is okay. So, you know. Right. I do feel I know my body, but I'm no doctor. And so Stephanie, one of my athletes who is a doctor on the front line, talks about this, educates people on it every day of this. She, like I said, really helped guide me and she knows how I am as an athlete. And of course, if I was getting heart palpitations, like I said, it wasn't easy on the ride. I probably didn't really start feeling like myself till a month later, but that's pretty good, all things considered, right? And and I have other coaches that I'm curious, like Hillary too. She's like, I have a couple athletes that have COVID and it's been terrible trying to get them back. And and I can see that because everybody just like, just like pregnancy, just like, you know, how they handle training loads, everyone reacts to it differently or they can. And so um, I feel like, you know, what I just, let it come to me. And then if I felt terrible and I, was, I, I really say, and you know what I said about luck, I was very lucky because look, I've been down in my, you know, 20 plus years of racing, there's been highs and lows and you deal with sickness. I know this is different sickness. You deal with injury, you deal. And I just literally looked through it in that lens and listened to what my, where my body took me and, and communicated with my coaches or I wasn't able to hit that pace today or I'm back. I could hit that pace today. Um, a lot of MBK swims, you know, I'm adamant about the back and forth chi to like, I also think a lot of it, it's, it's, it's for our listeners listening, mental. the MBK swim is something that I see often on my program and it, it'll just say like 5,000 yards MBK swim, like happy face. And I'm like, oh my gosh, just cruise 5,000. And I was like, why does, I was like, Meredith does these. And Hillary's like, yep, that's her favorite. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so weird. But like, because I don't, um, I, I should be better, but it's not, I don't get as much massage or I don't do like, you know, stuff like that. I use these chi swims uh, to be my like meditation slash physical therapy slash massage slash get the body in check. And I, I really believe those help along with strength that I'm really adamant about. Uh, and I will skip a swim bike run session to get strength in. Um, that's what's kept, in, kept me injury free for so long, knock on wood, in that most of my injuries have been from crashes and stuff out of my control. And I really chalk up my MBK swims and strength to that for sure. Meredith, we do want to ask you about the Zwift racing now. So 
we have I've begun to like test the waters in the Zwift racing. Um, Haley has yet to be convinced. And so we know a lot of our listeners probably have some questions, too. So we're going to ask you like all the questions now about Zwifting. So when you are Zwifting, do you go road bike versus tri bike? Like, do you have your preference? Is there kind of a method to your madness there? Sure. Well, like I said, because I am a promiscuous Zwifter, I am verified in terms of I've had to do testing on a certain trainer and a certain bike that I cannot change for these uh, this se- these series that I'm in, because uh, which I love for the integrity of the sport because that's been an issue, um, and Zwift has done a great job at. Um, minimizing it a little and so we have to have a second form of data and you have to have done these tests on the exact bike and exact trainer um, with all the tool all the anything you're using you have to um, like literally have to send a picture into this database of my trainer and my pedals and my um, like Garmin that I use slash everything and, and serial numbers I mean it's intense and I love that so currently because I'm doing so much I, I have about four right now, especially in the month of February, I have three set intense races. When I say intense, you're at threshold for X amount of time, if not above threshold. Um, and then I, so I'm on a road bike right now. I don't, I actually find it more comfortable on a TT bike, but that's because I'm a triathlete, but I am racing a couple of these a week with cyclists and man doing racing with cyclists is a whole other ball game. And I always have to remind myself that no offense to them, but they're cyclists, but they don't have run and swim and like that kind of stuff on their body. And so I have to take that part with a, a grain of salt, like, and they can sprint at three, 3.0 watts per kg. It's like insanity. But, but riding with them has helped me come into the triathlon like series, which is a little more tame. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still like good, 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 good. But all the triathletes also have the run and the bike and the strength and the swimming on their body. So they're, uh, we're, we're more equal in that regard. Um, and it's a, it's just a smidge more tame, even though it's not when I will not be saying that Wednesday when we're doing a crit and we have to sprint for more points, you know, at this certain time, uh, Lucy Charles just crushes those. So my point, everybody does, but I mean, I noticed her Watts per kg on like, she, she almost won every one. And I think Amelia and uh, Melanie, Matt, we were trying to like even get a point or two on those. So, um, yes. So Zwift racing, I, I, I want to like, and I, I want to announce you it's like you gotta bite the apple because it's really good and i and i'm not trying to pressure anyone into it and it's a mindset and i was just talking to one of my teammates today about it like it's just like in real life racing if your mind isn't into it like if you if your upstairs doesn't match your downstairs you're never going to survive a Zwift race. It's just not going to happen. Um, because what's different about Zwift than in real life racing is you can see everything right in front of you on the screen. You can see what's happening. You can see who's 10 seconds ahead of you, who, who you're riding with in a group. Where it's unrealistic is in our sport of triathlon. We can't draft. There's no drafting. I will be the veteran yelling at people if anyone's doing what we're doing in game. But I'm just saying like you can see everything happening. So like today in a race, we're climbing this, these hills and you can just see, and it's funny because the, what's, I know this is going to, the, the people who are what's called DSing our races and they're on discord with us telling us what to do. It's amazing. Um, 
they can see everybody's cadence and watts per kg. And so my climbing today, I was at 45 RPM. The cyclist on our team was at 85 RPM. <laughs> We're climbing like a steep hill and she's at 80, crushing 85. Oh no, I'm a grinder, baby. Let's grind up this hill, you know? So my point is that it is a way to get you fit fast. I really believe that. Like I'm so thankful for the platform um, because it's allowed me to have that stimulation, race with people all over the world, right? Race with others, race on a team. Angela Nath created I Race Like a Girl. Um, so I'm on that team with mostly triathletes and we have a couple like cyclists only. And we're always like, sorry guys, you're racing with the triathletes, you know? Um, and that's been really, it's enriched my, Zwift has really enriched my life on a training platform. I really enjoy it, um, but it is a mindset and um, it's hard to be consistent on Zwift if you don't have the right headspace going into it because it's so easy to get down on yourself and just like, quit basically it really is you have to be um, mentally focused every time you go in because if you're not it's not going to work out for you and, and that's okay too but um riding easy on there isn't as fun as the racing so i totally invite you guys to come on in there i'm leading these rides on saturday too by the way which you can join me and you can see those aren't races those are workouts but i'd, I'd love to have you we're going to make sure we link to those Saturday rides in our show notes in case anyone wants to join. And maybe, who knows, maybe Alyssa and I would show up. But I want to ask also about the running part because the Zwift Triathlon Pro races, they are now duathlons. So they do include running on a treadmill on Zwift. What is that like? I'm still waiting for them, Hales, to come up with a, how we can swim virtually. Like, yes. How Because I need the swim, right? I'm sure Lucy's like, yeah, get the swim. Um, well, and Meredith, yeah. you you have a swim spa of sorts, right? And so the form swim goggles now save like swim spa data. So that's like the missing link, right? That's all you need. Is that what our world's coming to? I wow. know, right? Um, I love <laughs> you it. You just yeah. do it all from the comfort of your own home. Perfect. I love it. That's Hey, that's convenient. My mom would like that, that she wouldn't worry about safety. Um <laughs> The run thing was, I really enjoyed the, the Zwift run. Uh, the, stre the stress of it is, you know, just like mechanic, you can get a Zwift mechanical. It, your internet drops for a half a second, you're out, right? It's like, it sucks when that happens. It's like you're so, and so that's the main concern when I'm running. So what's great about it is the, um, I had to get a NPE run sensor. Do you guys know what that is? It's, it, it measures the speed of your, it's, it's more accurate than a pod on your foot. Okay. So it, it's something that measures the speed of your tread of your treadmill belt. Okay. And then you have to put two stickers on it and every time those, and that's way more accurate and it links into Zwift. Oh, so that's awesome. That's right? cool. And I really enjoy that. And so Zwift said you, you need to either, you need to get one of these things and we'll reimburse you. And which is amazing because these are more accurate than the Zwift pod. And I'm like, great. So I got it. The stress is and, and Richard is who our contact is. He's like, you know, I run so slow, my little stickers never come out off, but we're going faster paces, right? And and it's easy, you know, they give you a sheet of them. Well, I went through that first sheet and like, the, cause I, you have to prepare for these. Like if you're not prepared and you're doing it day of, you're done. Like you have to have the right internet, the right gear, the right stickers, and you have to glue those stickers down. So the whole time I'm running, I'm like, please don't come off stickers, please don't. And they did it. And now before Wednesday's second race, I will make sure they're perfectly glued. That's the main stress. And oh, can I keep, um, can I keep up? What they did, Hales, when you asked about um, the run is, so you know how in the bike races, we're racing, we're racing hard because we're on our bike and we're stationary. 
I was picturing when they said the run that we were all going to be like putting our treadmills up to like 14.0 and just like falling and injuring ourselves. And I think they like, like, can't you even picture like Lionel doing this? Lionel would be like going like 18 miles per hour. And then like, yeah. Um, So what they did is they created a point system so that we are all in there together. But like Melanie Maurer, for example, she's an amazing runner. She set her pace at like 530. If you went 538, 537 or less, you got 20 points. Okay. But the next pocket was 552 or less. So most of us went and I, I was so scared of moving on my treadmill. I set mine at 545 and I went that pace for the four, three and a half miles or whatever, but real, but I wouldn't have got 20 points. You see what I'm saying? I could have gone 552 and gotten the same amount of points. I just was so nervous about movement and the stickers that I just said it and I just ran, you know? But like Emma Pallant, Lucy, Jackie Herring, we all just went in that where we got 16 points, okay? okay. Um, and then it goes down from there. If you do a certain pace or below, you get 12 points, eight points, six points. Um, so that's how the run works so that you're all not like starting on the start line and and, like sprinting and then a sprint finish. It's not like that. It's like, just go the pace you want, um, that you think you can do. Um, and knowing that you have a six lap crip race after, and that's what the whole hiccup was with those that, that didn't run because they had technical issues. Then they went on to do the crit race with fresher legs than those of us who did. There was actually only one girl, so it really wasn't a big deal on the girls, but for the guys, they had several guys. And so actually the guy who didn't win, like he didn't run rather, he won the whole series. So they've changed that because he got a lot of points at the crit. So they've changed that for this next, that, that if you don't do the run, you can't do the third race, which is smart because the whole point is right? Bike, run, bike. Yeah. Okay. And so, so you have the duathlons going on. These are on Wednesdays at, I think, 2 p.m. Eastern. And so they're streamed live on, I watch them on Facebook, I guess. Um, Yes. Matt Lieto and Sarah True are crushing this. Um, And I love it because Sarah True, she was like, oh, uh, you know, and she, she didn't think I was a sprinter. Rightfully so. Like I would tell her this if she was rightfully so. She was like, well, you know, and Matt Lieto too. And then I guess I I didn't, I'm not listening to the broadcast, but I heard it after and I was like, oh, I'm glad I went for every sprint because they had said, oh, you know, we were wrong about Mare, you know, whatever. And I'm like, you weren't wrong, dude. They weren't wrong. I am not, that's not my forte, but from what I said, from doing all this with the cyclists, I've, I've learned how to try to sprint, at least give it a go, you know, use your power up. There's no power ups in real life. And I'm going to tell you I that, wish right? there were though. You could just take that feather out and you become lighter for the hill. That would be quite nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, bro- it's broadcasted. It's really nice. It is. Yeah. And it's super fun to watch. So people should definitely tune into that. You're doing the Saturdays leading up to Challenge Miami. People can join you for that. They can follow you uh, on Instagram, I'm sure, to find out about that. I also wanted to ask you, as I said, kind of when we, we, I introed you that you're like the queen of hustle. So you have these other things going on. Right. And one of them I noticed recently was you were doing with endurance TV. Like you did a series with Rinny, the real mothers of triathlon. Can you tell us like what's going on with endurance TV and how that factors into things? Sure. So uh, fireman Rob, um, and Todd Jennings, they started fireman Rob's done. Like he's the one who does all the Ironmans right in his fireman outfit. And he's also an entrepreneur and is every right and a fireman, um, you know, father of three, everything. So he and Todd, basically they started what's called endurance zone TV. 
they've changed the name a few times. It's Endurance Zone TV. And the way you need to think about that is like a Netflix for endurance sports. Um, that's the easiest way to say it. And I've asked them, can I say that? Because that's really what it is, right? It's like going on and seeing all the cha all the championships of every whatever race here and here and here. Um, so it's still finding its feet and it's getting there. Um, it's not going to happen overnight. But um, Aaron, my husband, has also done a lot of stuff for that and um todd and certainly rob are they're hustling like no other to really get it on the board and looking for investors and the concept is great it's just it's it needs to find its feet a little bit more so tim and rennie are involved with that as well and um like you can go on and watch and every tim and rennie show i've done a couple uh, uncorked with mbk uh series and stuff like that um but while it's targeted towards that's the beauty of it. It's not targeted rather towards just triathletes. It's like endurance sports. So you can go on and see pretty much anything. And during COVID, that was quite a great idea because people are at home and they're watching Netflix is soaring. Well, endurance sports athletes can now do that with, you know, endurance sports. So there's that. Um, it's always a hustle. Like, because look guys, pro triathlon, I know, and being on the board of PTO, I mean, we're trying to be like the NFL and the NBA and have the top X amount in the world make a certain amount of money. Um, that too isn't going to happen overnight. And what I try to tell up and coming triathletes is if, by the way, if I were a triathlete 20, 12 years ago, let's say, or now I would have kept my day job, <laughs> you know, like I'm sorry, I would have kept my day job. And I hope I don't have to say that five years from now when PTO has provided the money and such for the top X ranked amount of, of athletes, but like you always have to have side hustles, whether that's coaching, whether that's, um, yeah, having your hands in, you know, credo endurance. I was telling you about Alyssa is just like, it's an app, a motivational app. Right. And those are just little things. Those aren't going to pay my bills. They're just extra little money, um, along the side, um, to do what you love, which is, you know, try to inspire people the best you can, right? And from your experiences or um, what you've learned along the way and, and just provide that platform to, you know, inspire and help others thrive. And that's what Credo is, by the way. That's just a motivational app like Sebastian Keenley's on it. So many athletes are on it. Um, and it's an app you go to and you pay like a little fee a month and you wake up every morning to whoever you want to give you a motivational quote and they give you one. And it's like, all right, I'm starting my day, you know, whatever. Um, again, that's kind of geared towards just triathletes that's not going to happen overnight either but it will thrive once it continues to get out um we're all we're all hustling aren't we it's, so you're saying yeah. i can wake up every day with meredith kessler wishing me like to have a great day yeah, i'll be like lifting my weights like Alyssa, give it some gumption you know no yeah like <laughs> basically i've recorded like 20 of my favorite like quotes and i give you a little takeaway tip and it's not just me it's like land a cave it's like 40, 50 other athletes who want to be involved. I think I might be on there. <laughs> Are you on there? Hales? Yeah. yeah. Haley too. See, I don't even know. I need to, like, I just, I'm I also lifting weights saying, Alyssa, give it some gumption. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might get confused. I love, <laughs> I love it. And, you know, I think it'll work out really well. It's just going to have to, all these little things, it's the little things that make the big things happen. Right. So like, you know, Haley, like, 
the word's not really out about credo yet. People are, they're still getting the videos. And I think around, I mean, it will be after this. Let's be real now. (laughs) It will. Yes. Get on credo, everybody. And endurance on TV and, um, get on this website and everything. But, um, you guys are already out there with your podcasts guys always. So know that everyone talks about you all in a, in the best way. Now, hopefully I don't, hopefully I don't bring the ratings down. Never. Um, Meredith, we love, love chatting with you and we love your candor. We are wishing you the best as you prepare for challenge Miami with all this whiff racing. We're going to tune in, maybe join one of those Saturday rides. And then also best of luck in your continued recovery. I'm glad you sound like you're at full health. I hope you're at full health. You know, I hope by March, I don't know, the 14th, the date of, I'm not, I might have that date wrong of challenge Miami that you're back full on and and you were definitely showing your range in those whiff races I mean I think well, it's fun to watch so um definitely we'll be tuning in to all of those but thank you so much for so much of your time tonight too yeah thank you guys always keep doing what you guys do best thanks again Haley, I've been doing some research on winter adventures and hiking and guess what one of the most important gear pieces is for winter hiking Hmm, a really warm coat, snowshoes, an ice axe? Okay, well, maybe those, but also sunscreen. It's not just a summer product, and that is why my Zelios Sun Barrier is still at the top of my pack. Thanks for the tip, Alyssa. If any of our listeners want to top off their hiking packs with Zelios Sun Barrier or their gym bags with Zelios Race Relief Recovery Gel, Swim and Sport Shower Products, or Betwixt Anti-Chafe Chammy Cream, Use code IRONWOMEN for 20% off at teamzilios.com. Alyssa, I know I go on and on about your fastest known times on 100 and 200 mile courses, but just last month you talked about running 35 second 200s on the track. That's sub five minute mile pace. How do you transition so well between super endurance and super speed training? Well, Haley, one of my top priorities is taking really good care of my body before, during, and after every run. This year, I started using Prevenex Joint Health Plus, and I've definitely felt a direct benefit to my training. The active ingredients in Joint Health Plus are clinically proven to reduce joint pain and stiffness. Less joint pain means faster run splits and better recovery for tomorrow's run. You don't have to run as far or as fast as Alyssa to benefit from Prevenex's Joint Health Plus. And in just seven to 10 days of using Joint Health Plus, you should notice a difference. If by chance you don't feel any benefits, Prevenix offers a 100% refund, no questions asked. Everyone wants to feel good when they swim, bike, run, or even walk. Alyssa and I both highly recommend you head to Prevenix.com and use the code IRONWOMEN15 and get 15% off your order. Again, that website is Prevenix, P-R-E-V-I-N-E-X.com and discount code IRONWOMEN15. Okay, everyone, just to reiterate, if you want to ride Zwift with Meredith Kessler, it's happening at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time the next three Saturdays. And if you're already on Zwift, these rides are free and you can find them. They're listed publicly in the companion app or however you find your Zwift events. And there is a workout associated with it, but it's like flexible and Meredith said she doesn't she's not worrying about it if you want to ride ahead of her or if you fall back a little bit. It's just based on your percent of FTP. So you can kind of play with those numbers and adjust as needed to make it fit for you and what you want to do on the day. But she'll be on Zwift 1.30 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Um, I think that'll be a good time. Haley, did all of our Zwift 
musings make you want to step into the Zwift waters with us and maybe try it a little bit? I mean, sometimes I do. I worry a little bit afterwards. Meredith was telling us a little bit about the logistics and I worry about my Wi-Fi situation and that it gives me a little bit of anxiety on just when she talks about like, oh, if your Wi-Fi goes out for like half a second, it, this is for the races. I think maybe I would enjoy it as a workout. Um, and, you know, I won't say never, but honestly, I feel like I might have already like overstimulated a little bit <laughs> with like my own um, bike workouts on my own. And I just blast music and I feel like I get a pretty good workout in, but you know, it's it, people like different things. And I like that there's different opportunities for people to get involved in the sport. And so I'm all for it. Even if I don't jump on every single bandwagon, I'll support it no matter what. But I do have to say that blaring nineties hip hop for anyone listening was a huge like watt booster for me in my last Zwift race that I did. So nineties hip hop, I just never really knew that that was going to be the ticket to me um, going a little bit harder, but yeah, it was. Sometimes I like 80s, like 80s rock, which is like, I was like a child during that time, but there's a lot of like, they're longer songs. I find that's the one issue I have with like current pop songs or something like that. Like if you listen to current pop songs, like on the treadmill, they're like all like two minutes long. And I'm like, wait a second. Why did I listen to like 20 songs in this? Like, or I went through like two albums during one interval, but streaming age, it's the age of streaming. Things are different, but I'm like, I want these like eight minute songs. Well, Haley, I feel like if you continue to have this cold snap, then you can do like um, a decade, like a week of decades, like start in, in the 20s and then use the music through each decade every day of your workouts in your gym, um, in your garage at home and to help get you through, get you through these cold times. But um, hopefully it doesn't last too long and hopefully it is quite beautiful to be looking at, even though you are getting your work extra workouts of the day with the shoveling, I'm sure. Yes. Well, thanks, Alyssa. And thanks to all of our listeners and our sponsors. And Alyssa, I will talk to you next week. Bye, Haley. You have been listening to the Iron Women podcast hosted by Haley Chura and Alyssa Gadeski. Iron Women is a production of Live Feisty Media and is edited by Lindsay Glassford. Thank you to our sponsors, Noon Hydration, Prevenix, Zelio Skincare, Form Swim Goggles, and Orca Sportswear. You can find all websites and discount codes in our show notes at ironwomenpodcast.com.